I'm excited to dive in right into this passage in Matthew 14 um, with Jesus, the disciples, the storm, and the Sea of Galilee. And I want to point out some things. Maybe you've noticed before, maybe you haven't, as we look at the other Gospels and, and put a whole story together. Um, but I'm excited to share that with you guys. First off, let me say in, in John 6, when you have leading up to this story we're going to talk about today, um, you have Jesus feeding the 5,000. And so you have this miracle that occurs. Um, and the crowd is so impressed about this. They're like, hey, let's grab him and make him our king. And so we come into this story with Jesus having sent his disciples across the sea. He says, you're going to get in this boat. You're going to go. He didn't ask them. He commands them. He constrains them. Like, no, you're going to go. It's not an option. I'm not even asking you to. You're going. And so he gets them on the boat, sends them across. He sends the crowd away. Some of them are kind of, you know, really pressing on him. He ends up leaving up into the mountain until the rest of the crowd leaves. And Jesus is up in the mountain praying. Um, until evening time. And now at this point, everyone else, all crowds are gone. All people are gone. He's by himself up in the mountain praying. And that's kind of where we're at leading up into the Matthew passage on what's going on, starting in Matthew 14, verse 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Now, if you see what's going on here, storm hits. And of course, Jesus knew the storm was coming, and he sent them right into it. Think of that for a moment. He sends them directly into this storm, and Jesus is walking on the water. They're not going anywhere. The wind's blowing the opposite direction. They're in this storm, no matter no matter what they do, no matter no matter what they try to do to get turned around, they don't have a strength. They don't have enough strength. They don't have any type of ability, those guys, to get out of it. They're just, they're stuck. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. In, in the Mark passage of this story, Mark 6.48, it says this, he saw them toiling in rowing. Right, so they're rowing as hard as they can. You have this, 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 this boat, and you have fishermen and all this, and they can't get to the storm. So you have all these men trying to row in the opposite direction of the wind. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Okay, it, it's miraculous enough that Jesus is walking on water. Right, that's kind of like that's not possible, obviously. He's walking on the water, but not only is he walking on the water, he's walking on the water in the midst of a storm as if it's not a big deal. In fact, it's still not a big deal. He would pass right by their boat. It's not like Jesus is like, oh man, this is going to go. No, he's not like, it's not like the wind's a problem for him. So not only is the water not a problem for him to walk on, the wind isn't even a problem for him to walk into the wind. He's just piercing right through it like it's nothing. It's just truly this amazing, miraculous moment of Jesus walking on the water. And in verse 26, it says this, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear, like, Ah, oh, look out, it's a ghost! <laughs> but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I be not afraid. 
Keep in mind, once again, Jesus knew all about that storm that was coming. He sent them onto that ship to cross the sea, knowing the storm was coming. But he comes to them and says, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, uh, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. If it's you, if you're not a ghost, if you're not some weird thing we're seeing, if that's really you, please calm me out onto the water. And he said, come. <laughs> he, so he challenges this person on the water they think is a ghost saying, well, if you're Jesus, call me out onto the water if that's really you. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So wait, hold on a second. So not only can Jesus pierce right through the wind and stand on top of the water, now he's having one of his disciples do it. One of his disciples is walking on the water. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Not only does the wind cease, according to John 6, 21, it says this, they received him into the ship and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. And so Jesus comes onto the boat, storm stops, and they're on the other side of the sea. This is a crazy moment, crazy miraculous moment. And they're obviously blown away by all of this. Verse 33, then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the son of God. And then they go on to minister on that side of the sea. Incredible story. Powerful, powerful story. Showing God's power. But I want to point out to you some truths from this passage. And we'll see how far we get. We might stretch this out into to two episodes. But the first thing is this, and I hope, I really, truly hope this is an encouragement to you. Number one, our problems aren't a problem for Jesus. I know that's easy to say. It's a lot harder when you actually have a problem to believe that it's not a problem for Jesus. But be rest assured, Jesus knew, knows the problem that you're facing or, or knows the problem that you will face, just as he knew the disciples as they crossed the sea, what problem they might face. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a problem that we have. It's not a problem for Jesus. As they're rowing there in place, you know, the wind's coming, they're just trying, they're going nowhere. But Jesus just pierces right through the storm. And I don't know what your problem is. 
And I don't know what problem you may have coming, but the problem is not too big for Jesus. Psalm 147, 3, and five, 3 through 5 says this, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Let me answer that question for you. No, there's nothing too hard for God. There is no storm that he cannot pierce through. There is no problem that he can't handle. There's all kinds of things we can't deal with. All kinds of problems that we cannot work through. But Jesus can. And if you know Jesus and if your faith is resting in Jesus... You know that what you're facing is not too big for him. It doesn't mean the problem doesn't hurt. But it does mean that you can rest in the fact that it's not bigger than God. Your problem is not bigger than God. Rest in that truth. Rest in that fact. That's the first lesson, first truth that I learned from this story. The second thing in this story is something very important. And that's this. Jesus calls us to live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by by sight. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And you have this moment where Peter's not really sure what's going on, but he's willing to step out of the boat. He's willing to take this chance. He calls out to Jesus, Hey, if this is what if this is you, call me out. Call me out under the water. And I don't know what may, may, maybe God is leading you to do. And maybe you're praying right now, God, if this is what you want me to do, call me out. Call me out of the ship that I'm in. Call me out of whatever I'm in right now and, and lead me onto this water. Lead me into this great adventure. Very simple question for you today is what is the boat that you aren't willing to step out of? I think we all can ask that question. What It seems like even though you might be going through a problem or going through situations, but you find comfort in the boat instead of comfort in Jesus, what is that boat you're unwilling to step out of? Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says this, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
Now, hey, there's nothing wrong with having possessions, and we've talked about that before on the podcast as well, but when our possessions become our treasures, we cease to live by faith because our heart is here and not set on eternity. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's possessions. Maybe it's wealth. Maybe, maybe it's comfort. Whatever, whatever what boat we're sitting in, may we be given the courage from God to step out by faith. What is he calling you to do? What is he calling you to do that right now is making you uncomfortable? But you know, you've got to take that first step. You've got to step out of the boat and see what God has in store. Third truth. Third truth. Number three. You can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. This moment where where Peter's walking on the water. And then he begins to sink in the water and he's freaking out and panicking and he eventually calls out, Lord, save me. And then Jesus looks down him and immediately reaches out his hand and raises him up. It's like for a moment, Peter didn't think Jesus was going to help him. <laughs> like Jesus was going to let him drown. But no. Jesus won't let you drown. Hebrews 13.5 says this, He has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. We're going to go through storms and have problems. We're going to be called out to do uncomfortable things. But through it all, understand this, when you're sinking, when you're drowning, even in the midst of chaos and stress, Jesus hasn't left. If you're a genuine believer, he has not walked away from you. He won't forsake you. Because maybe you're facing uh, disappointment or discouragement. Uh, Maybe you feel distressed and depressed. Your prayer requests might seem like they're being denied. You're praying and, and you feel like God isn't listening. But even in that moment... You can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. You may not feel Jesus. You may not feel like praying. You may not feel like reading the Bible. But we're called to live by faith, not by feelings. See, feelings don't change truth. Truth remains truth regardless of how we feel. And and the truth is you can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave you. So when it feels like he's not there, he is there. And by faith, we pursue him. By faith, we rest in him. By faith, we dive into scripture. And you know what? It's a great thing. It's a great thing as we rest in him and enjoy him. It's a good thing when the truth catches up to our feelings. And the truth tells our feelings what to feel and how to think. 
think and that's a glorious thing when we have all this joy and contentment in Jesus. But in those days where you wake up and it's hard and it's difficult and you don't see the end of the tunnel and you're struggling and it doesn't feel like God's anywhere around, it's important in that moment to understand Even though I don't feel you, I know you're there, so I'm going to pursue you anyway. I am by faith going to step forward anyway, because I know that you're there. I know that you're not going to forsake me. I know that you love me. Even when you don't sense his presence, seek him anyway. He's there, and he's not going to let you drown. When you can't feel Jesus, his presence, worship him in faith, because truth says he is there. When you don't feel like praying, pray in faith, because truth says he is listening. When you don't feel like reading the Bible, read in faith, because truth says he is speaking. May we be committed to living by faith based on the truth, even when it doesn't feel quite right. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. They rod on thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is the good shepherd. He's watching over you. You can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. Psalm 139, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine upsitting. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou companest my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither I shall go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I Send up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell on the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in the secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in the book of all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake... I am still with thee. What a powerful, powerful passage. 
He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. He knew you when you were going through that storm. He knew you when you were, he knew you in the highs and the lows. The best of days, worst of days. And through it all, he incredibly has loved you. When it seems like God doesn't understand your situation and it isn't anywhere to be, and it it, it seems like he's nowhere to be found, realize God knows more about you than you do. In that passage, he's like, God, you know all these things about me. I, I don't even know. And he is relentlessly pursuing after us. That's the truth. The truth is, he knows you. He's pursuing you. He loves you. You can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. Don't swim back to the boat of worldly comforts. They weren't getting you anywhere. They definitely weren't helping you through the storm. They couldn't get the boat anywhere. You may not feel like God loves you, but truth says he does. Even when the current situation is not lovely, God declares his love for you. Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor a height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. In the moment, Peter thought he was going to drown. He thought his life was over. Why did he call me out onto the waves if I was just going to drown out here? It's like Jesus tells Peter, why didn't you trust me? Oh, you have little faith. Because the moment that he sank and he cried out, he was there. He was there the whole time. It's not like Peter came out of the water and Jesus was like, oh, good job, and then took off. And the God who has pursued you relentlessly, the God who loves you, the, the God who's called you by your name, the God who has redeemed you, does not leave you. No matter how bad the storm, no matter what mistake you've made. Maybe you've made such a terrible mistake. People, humanity, can never trust you again. And maybe rightfully so. Maybe you've done something so horrific that we can't trust you anymore. I hope that's not the case. But if you're in Christ, he's pursuing after you, drawing you back to himself, searching for his lost sheep. Every human on the planet might forsake you, but God won't.
That's how merciful God is. So powerful as love is. There's a few truths from the Sea of Galilee. I have a few more. We'll save them for next week. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. Hope it was an encouragement and blessing to you. Remember those three things in this episode. Number one, our problems aren't a problem for Jesus. Number two, Jesus calls us to live by faith, not by sight. And three, you can trust Jesus. Jesus won't let you drown. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe, like, share, drop a comment, send an email, thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast, haven't checked out the YouTube channel yet, then please check out the YouTube channel. If you've been watching on YouTube and haven't ever listened to the podcast, check out the podcast sometime. Uh, You can subscribe on podbean.com or you can go to Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Uh, And if you haven't yet, please give us five stars there to help get the word out. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, and I pray that you would continue to read the Bible, live the Bible, and to worship God authentically. Have a blessed day.